Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're open all the time, and all the time they're serving hot, fresh food. Like, legit, like, fresh food. Like, we're not talking about, like, hot dogs on the spinning thing, you know? Roll dogs, roll dogs. Is, is, that, <laughs> is that what they're called? I've never heard I don't that. Know. I, I, we, we should probably start calling them roll dogs, you just man. just made that up. TM, <laughs> Ramon Foster. Yeah, get you a roll dog. There we go. Ramon, happy Thursday to you. It's the second full day of the Steelers training camp in Latrobe. And... Some patterns are starting to take place. Yeah. A little bit of news has materialized. Most everybody's keeping an eye on the quarterbacks. I got to tell you, the biggest impression that was made on me over these first two, three days has been something that's so embarrassing to admit. But I want want to get your view on this. As someone who covers sports and has covered sports his whole life and who's been down on sidelines and everything else... (laughs) Uh, the other day, it was uh, Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller. It's the guy you brought up to me the other day. You sure did. Caught a, caught a pass. No, no, didn't catch a pass. He ran a route. Yeah. I told you this whole story. Yeah. He, ran, he ran a route. He knew it was a throwaway route. He right. knew he was never going to be the intended target. And he comes over. He peels away on that route toward the sideline in our direction. And as he comes past, I hear him audibly yeah. going <sighs> okay now the first thing someone's gonna think about when they hear me doing this is like i'm making fun of anthony miller or he's out of shape or yeah no. No. no this just reminded me in the most powerful way how hard this is <laughs> because we never hear these yeah. sounds yeah. you hear them as a player You know how hard everyone's going. We never hear them, not on TV, certainly not in person. Wow. DK, it is is a beautiful process, man, because you said, of course, he's running that route at 100 miles per hour just because he is auditioning for a job. This is an interview process for him every single day. But not just that, though, DK. When you brought that up to me, I laughed and chuckled. Because year in and year out, that's not saying, like you said, to Anthony Miller's purpose, he's out of shape. No, this is the beginning phase of camp. I will say that no matter how much you've ran, you're going to be out of breath. And I I told you the story. I said the cash show started writing it down in our camp notebook. The first three or four days of practice, you're going to be dog tired. Remember that. Remember it the next year and remember it the year after that because there is no <laughs> real way in, 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 in that you can get into football shape. Like, guys can run fast and run. Uh, most impressive guy I've ever seen that didn't look like they were tired, but I knew they were, was Cam Sutton. He just breezes through. But then you throw you throw some weight on him, meaning the shoulder pads, the cleats, and the knee pads, and the gloves, and the sweat weight, too. And you realize, like, you're exerting a lot of friggin' energy to go at 100 miles per hour. And it's about three, four days, maybe a week to where you're like, okay, I know how to pace myself. I know when to, you know, pick my spots as far as going 100 miles per hour. But it's crazy, DK, because the ball didn't even come his way. It didn't even, they didn't even look at him, you know? No, but they are looking at him, and that's they the are, point. Yes. And, and, and it's not even just the coaches that mm-hmm. are right there on the field. There's somebody 
way up high in that thing, yeah, you know, behind man. the goalposts who's recording everything. And now, unlike the past, the Steelers have multiple cameras yeah, uh, shooting everything in all directions. Yeah. So nothing gets missed. No, and, and you're right about that. You may miss that as a coach in the moment. But literally, the, the old phrase, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. OK, if you're just simply not giving it your all on the plate, they see that. And I'll just bring up this fact too, like him going that fast on a play that wasn't going his direction. Guess what? He might end up getting that two days later in practice because of the way he ran that route and had that DB uh, beat in those instances. So it's a matter of believing that it's eventually going to come your way because the film actually matters. And that is the beautiful component of camp. And it just is. You don't think nobody's watching DK or it's all for nothing. And you know that it is. And I'll say this too. I appreciate you having appreciation of those moments. It's like, man, this dude is dog tired right now. And guess well, what? It, another it, rep. It, yeah. And it's, but it, and to, to point out another thing here, it's not just the coaches. It's yeah. not just about coaches accountability. Do you know who else notices if his receiver came open and he didn't get the ball? The quarterback. Yes, indeed. And if the quarterback sees you doing that on film on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. because you can't expect him to see that on the field. Uh, no. In this particular play, by the way, the pass ended up going to the left side, and Anthony Miller went way over to the right. I mean, unless you have like, you know, is it flies that can see the whole way around? Yeah. It, <laughs> but but this is also the other part of it, too. Sometimes that's just a one route uh, concept for guys like you're supposed to clear it out. And then you find the guy open on the other side of the field. So that is a part of it, too, is can you sell this to pull the safety or pull the corner or linebacker to the other side of the field? There are plays that are like this. And I'll say this, too. I don't know who the primary receiver was that they were going to. But that's the way guys become number ones. You know, those type of things that. You, you got a guy that is honestly a great decoy as far as the way he runs this route. You hear people speak about the route Christmas, crispness and how they can, you know, affect defenses to make you look at them. That right there is a very valuable tool to have, DK. And the, the other part of it is if he was showing his speed on that play, Anthony Miller, then you realize, well, look, guys, this guy's burning it down the field. We got to find a way to get to him. Or honestly, you can go to the quarterback. Hey, man, look, catch me on the next route. Like, that's what those plays are for is, hey, catch me on the next route next, the next time we run that play. But the, the main emphasis here on yeah. my end, I, I can't make it strongly enough, is how hard it is. How hard Because it is. just, it looks like when you're watching it, again, I'm going to say this again, when you're watching it on TV and you just see guys doing this, <laughs> but you don't hear that sound and it feels like you're mm-hmm. watching a video game. Yeah, you know, you brought and, that up. Yes, it's and, not and, a video game. These are humans out there, and they are trying very, very well. Anthony Miller was trying very, very hard. Well, to to almost every person will at some point because you want to make the team, and and is that's why guys take it so personal. I'll be honest, when we're doing what we're doing, DK, sometimes critiquing, sometimes analyzing and criticizing guys. Well, you don't know what happened on that player. That wasn't my responsibility. Your reaction to what he had going on, it, it, it really it honestly raised my respect value for you even more because it is the appreciation of the process that they're not just minions doing a deed. No, they're actually trying to make it happen. And it's hard friggin' work. When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, another wide receiver who's also trying to make it happen. 
Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. I, you know, everybody's talking about George Pickens and Calvin Austin <laughs> in Latrobe. I got to tell you another guy that I've kind of liked out there, and it's okay to say good things about him too. Mm-hmm. It's Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now he had, I, I wouldn't call it a draw, but it was funny. He had a drop on his like the first pass that Mitch Trubisky sent his way in the first practice. Yeah. And some wise guy out in the in the <laughs> crowd yells out, Already? By the way, it was the same guy. Because I recognize the voice. It was the same guy who who made the comment about putting uh, put Pickett in already. Put Pickett in. Yeah, so, uh, I um, wonder if it's the same guy that used to just act a fool in the crowd while I was playing. Short ball guy. I didn't turn around and look. Oh, I used to love to identify him in the crowd. DK's like, who who the hell is this yelling so loud? Yeah, I used to do that. But he's right right in the middle of the section. So (laughs) so his voice boomed through everywhere and everyone could hear it. But anyway, but then Chase made some plays. Yeah. And and he looked determined. And he looked like he was um, focused on keeping his feet. You know, it's funny. I put onto our, our live file on DK Pittsburgh Sports. We're doing a live file from every one of these uh, camp sessions. And I put on there that Chase had, you know, gone up and come down to the football. And like the next 10 comments under it are something like, a, oh, did he fall down right after that? Or did he stumble or whatever? And it's like, okay, no, but that's but, no, but that's fair. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a big That's, athlete, man. He's got to control his body. He really does. And I say big because he's just a tall wide receiver. What is he like? Six three ish, DK? Six four? Six four? Six four? Yeah, and and he's not like a, a rail bone. He's a he's a thicker guy too at that position. And so yeah, that matters a lot. The fact that you pointed out that he's actively working on that. Uh, when, when you just said this a second ago about, look, it's okay to actually, you know, give uh, praise to a guy that's been there, that's working through something that may not be where he wants to be as a pro just yet. But on the other side of this, DK, if I can play devil's advocate for him not to be getting that love early on, simply because we're excited about George Pickens, Calvin Austin, wondering what Deontay is going to do. If he is absolutely right-minded, he take this what he'll call in his mind because this is what athletes do. Oh, they're disrespecting me. They forgot who I was. We're probably going to get the better version of him because yeah. of that type of stuff. Yeah, shut him up. Yeah, sh- shut him up. I tell <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny all the time. I'll tell people, like, I find, like, the smallest you know, the smallest little article or comment or the, the way people perceived me to be. And I just use it. I, I'm talking about not in a personal way against those people, but, oh, you don't think I can do this? And, and that has to be where Chase Claypool is right now. Nothing wrong with psyching yourself out to be greater than you actually are. Yeah, you can do that. And you can also you can also emphasize positive things. I'm going to read you a quote from Chase the other day. This was before that first practice, he said, I just think compared to what I've done in prior years in terms of prep studying film, it's 10 times more than what I've done. I was pretty naive in the past to think I could repeat success without preparation. I've really taken that preparation to the next step. Um, I'm going to repeat for you, Moan. That was Chase Claypool. Wow. Now, you'll notice that the only time anybody in that one went national that he talks about what it is that Chase says. It's when he says, I'm one of the top three wide receivers in the NFL. Whoa. And there was no other news in the league that day. So it goes completely berserk everywhere. Okay. And 
look, he has to think that. He should think yeah, that he's a second round pick uh, and he's young. Uh, yeah. For a draft pick, he has he has all kinds of ceiling. But Moan, this this came yeah. unsolicited. Yeah, what I just nah, read you there. That's a beautiful thing, man. Because what do I always tell you? Like the athletic ability aspect is probably about. 12 other guys that have Chase Claypool type athletic ability. But the separator from the guys that are just okay in the league and guys or guys that are respected highly amongst the peers is how they study film. You know, truthfully, to reference another guy, that's the reason people started bashing Kyler Murray. They got to put in study clauses for him because why he didn't watch film? Because coaches know, look, the tape don't lie. How do I get better if I don't scrutinize myself on film? If I don't break down my uh, opponents, if I don't absolutely know what's next on place, I praise Troy Palomalo, man, to the moon and back because the rate in which he watched film, DK, is how we as fans and that as my teammate made those crazy, miraculous plays. It's because he it wasn't it wasn't all instinct. OK, OK, you know, I actually just happened to run across one of those. Over the past weekend, one of those crazy where he shoots through the line of scrimmage, yeah. not over, not over. Mm-hmm. The over is athleticism. Oh. The through, the through is yeah. pure film. It's it's film and it's during the game an awareness awareness of cadence. Yeah. He knows he knows what and when <laughs> the quarterback is calling, and he starts. I don't want to change the subject here, but it's just oh, so great. Okay. Is, we'll end it with Chase. Go yeah, ahead, yeah, though. Yeah. So he he starts back like he starts building up his momentum like six, seven yards with off the, the line flowing, of scrimmage. With the hair and flowing. the hair's out. And the hair's <laughs> out everywhere. And and you know that all these offensive linemen, like the Ramon Foster types, are down there at the line of scrimmage with their eyes bugging out of their mess, saying to their quarterback, hey, Hey, he's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the quarterback's just back there going through the usual. Cadence doesn't know what's going on. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. It took everything in Troy's power yeah. to not murder this yep. quarterback. He was actually a gentleman about how he took he him down. Was. If you see him, oh, I know exactly. What, if you see him, it's almost like, I got you, I own you, and I, you really disrespecting me like this? So I'll just lay you on the yes, ground. Yes, I'm just going to set you down nicely here, and then I'm going to tuck <laughs> you in after that. <laughs> and for your friends up front, if they don't respect me like this again, it's going to happen again, okay? like <laughs> So much of this beautiful sport is about yeah. the film. It is. Excelling is is is, is yes, so sir. heavily invested in the film, isn't so, it? So to have Chase make that type of comment unsolicited that way, uh, it lets you know that you probably say, well, you should have taken this serious from the beginning. But it lets you know that he realized if I'm going to be who the heck I want to be, I need to dive in and be a student of the game. So I'm hoping with the addition of Pickens, with Calvin, with Deontay still being there, and honestly with the idea that Friar Moose's role is going to get a little bit bigger, DK, then, no then maybe question. he needed to grow in that world of film study. So good. No question about that. When we come back, the only segment that matters. No. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Time for the only segment that matters. That's the Hey Moan segment. We're going to do two international entries because that's just how big Moan's getting right now. You know, it's, 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 it's becoming that. 
I was with you until you went that route, man. This is really what we're doing now. Huh? Okay. International Moan, International DK. Here we go. The Norseman asks, hey, Moan, I know you also had knee issues in the later part of your career. Um, is your injury anything like what Tyson Alualu has now? And, and should we as a nation be worried about him? And, and just to throw in here, there have been no specifics yeah. given. And yeah. knees are funny things, right, Moan? Yeah, they are, man. Uh, by the Wait, way, did I say you. that? Did I say that he was from South Africa? Did I do yes, that? Yes, you did. You did. Uh, say just that. checking. Absolutely. You even put a little South African flag there. That's nice. <laughs> Thank you for checking in with us. Number one, still a nation I can tell is around the world, but uh, knees are interesting because you can work with it and around it and for it too, man. Uh, I'll say this: Gary Gima and Marcel Pastor. Okay, and I will not forget the uh, training staff, John Norwick, Sonia, uh, uh, Dino, just uh, just everybody in there, man, are phenomenal with the care of the guys. Davion, cannot forget him either. And uh, I know they got a bunch of uh, interns in the office too. But specifically in the weight room as far as strength around the knee, listen to me now. Coach Garrett Guimont is phenomenal in, re- in like recovery of knee and like major injuries like that. He, I'm talking about he he dogged me, he worked me, he got me all the way right as far as like getting my knee to fire, making sure that my VMOs was together, making sure that my core was good, making sure that my hamstrings and quads were firing. Because go ahead, let me, let, I, I just want to let everyone have the context here. This was this was in the 2019 season. You, you want to know? No, no, 2018, no, 2018 DK. season. Okay. You want to hear something interesting? And I watched Moan get carted off Chuck Knoll Field, and everyone's thinking, everyone, including My you. My career was done. You're done. You want to hear what's interesting and about it, this? And it was a sad, legitimately sad sight. Today is that actual day. Oh. Today, How do you remember stuff like that. No, I that? didn't remember, man. Uh, Aaron, uh, she's from Tennessee. She's a huge Steeler fan, man. I know, she was, I know her. She watches yeah, too. Yeah, she watches. She was on uh, my my Nashville show chat today and said, "Ramon, this day three four years ago, you were on the field." And I, so that's the only reason I remember. Thank you, Steeler Nation, for all of that. But I thought I was done, okay, and I actually made it back for first game of the season. And 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 there was Moan sitting in the back of that locker room in Cleveland. Ooh. Now, way in the back corner hey, for some reason, yeah. and I come back there, and you're getting undressed, whatever, and I hadn't spoken to you since since earlier in the week, yeah, yeah. and you and you look up at me, and you go, I told you. I told you. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I did, but that's because of the staff we had, man, and and again, Coach Gary Guimont was punching my VMO. If you don't know, it's the knee, a ball, and around, it's those muscles around your knee that helps stabilize and fire and take, honestly, the stress away from those type of hard knee injuries. And with Tyson's situation, I don't even know exactly specifically what it is because I'm not in that locker room with him. But I guarantee you, if you look at his quads, I bet you they pop. And that's because I know I know for a fact that uh, Coach Guimont is going to make sure that he is fully correct when by the time he gets out there and start playing in games. So I don't worry about that too much as far as Tyson goes. He will probably get his days off. He's going to make sure that he's on top of his rehab and just on top of his strength and conditioning, too. So uh, he's in good hands, and I don't worry as much about a veteran guy like Tyson. Yeah, it's about the supporting cast. Anybody will it tell is. you in any kind of rehab. And by that, we're not talking about the people. We're talking about 
talking about the muscles around your knee. You kept referencing uh-huh. it. Uh, oh, the same wow. is true. The same is true of most injuries where what the rehab is focused on is not that actual thing. No, it's 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 letting the rest of your body help mm-hmm. it manage through, and that's what ended up and, happening with you. And, it, and I and ideally, it'll happen with with a Lulu. I don't hear anybody will. saying it sounds real serious, by the way. No, and it'll probably end up being, uh, it'll be the small muscles that he's going to work on. Yeah. He's a tank already as far as his, yeah. his muscles. Uh, but it'll be the small muscles that Coach Guimon and, and John Norwig and his staff are going to make sure they focus on it. Also, the core. Like I said, his abs. I know he's a bigger dude. He doesn't have the six-pack, but I promise you there are some abs underneath all of that, okay? Exactly. I promised a second international entry, and we're going to go to Matt Hanford over over in England. Uh, he says, hey, Moan, as a British fan, if I were only able to come over to Pittsburgh once, which would you recommend for the best fan experience? A week in Pittsburgh for a regular season game or a week in Latrobe for training camp? God, well, for you coming over one time and you mentioning that, I think training camp because you're going to get the same experience for a week. As far as you coming in for a game, yes, you're going to be able to you know see guys and, and at the game. But as far as that up-close just day to day, you're going to see them at least four days out of the week, depending on when the break schedule is for those guys. So I'd say training camp if you're flying over for something like that. But if I can be real honest with you, a Monday night, a Sunday night against Baltimore in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Acrisure Stadium. Whoo! <laughs> you can't recreate that. Oh, I, you can't. I feel obligated to shout out to Matt that I'll actually be in London next week. Hey. So I, I'll just uh, I, I can ask Matt the same thing, except I, I kind of been there a few times and really love the and place. And there's you, a really good Stiller bar there, too. I saw that when and, we played over there. And I'm speaking currently with the Steelers ambassador when, when they were over in London in 2013. Carried himself with proper distinction as well, did he not? All right, Sir Foster, let's do another one of these tomorrow. Sir Foster? Sir Foster. I like it, I like it.